fresh folk www.eufolksock.org.uk slash fresh folk Fresh air. It's who of a fresh like. The highlight of the show today is that I have a special guest, which is great because I have not had a special guest for quite a while actually in Fresh Folk. Rachel here is sitting opposite me. How's life going with you today, Rachel? Very well. Well, quite tired after watching the Eurovision last night. It was quite, you know, it was a long show, but it was good. It was very, it was a very <laughs> good show. What, what do you think the highlight of the show was for you? Well, I thought Graham Norton did pretty well, but it was just... And there was such a range of acts. It was it was hilarious. She went from one kind of like belly dancing Turkish folk to big power ballads of Malta, and then I think it was Finland had like a random club track, and it was just like what. And then the folky one as well from Norway. Absolutely, great. yeah, which was brilliant. And and I, I thought it kind of went from the sublime to the ridiculous at a yeah. point. But I, I, have, I have to say, I, was, I wasn't optimistic about Britain's chances. And, and right mm. enough, we didn't win. But uh, I wasn't actually that keen on the song, I have to confess. Mm. But I was I was pleased to see that we did better than previous years. I yeah, thought that was very five, good. I think it was. So we were, it, we yeah. were number five. Yep. And uh, after being like 25 last year and 23 the year before that and getting the dreaded nil poids a few years ago, <laughs> Uh, I thought that was quite an improvement. So, uh, so yes. Well, so keep listening in for lots of chat about Norway from me and probably from Rachel as well. And um, but we're going to start by playing a track off your album, Rachel. We'll be talking yes. lots about your music and lots about Clarsach playing in just a little bit. But let's start by playing a track off your album. Now, this is the first track. Do you want to tell us a wee bit about it? Yeah, this is a set of reels, uh, three reels. The first one is uh, written by Gordon Gunn, who's a fantastic fiddler from uh, Caithness up the north of Scotland, and he gave this to me. I had two tunes. The other two tunes in the track had already been sorted out. A tune called Flora McDonald's and one by Karen Tweed called Back Home at Onsbacken, and I was stomping around. Uh, Face Ross and Arlapult was a kind of a uh, tuition week for uh, teenagers, kind of stomping around the tutor's tea room, kind of going, Oh, I need a, I need a real and A. Can anyone give me a good real and A? I can't find a real and A major. And Gordon, I think, just got sick of me and was like, Oh, for goodness sake, here, here, have one of my ones, take this one. And it turned out that it was a great tune and it fitted really well into the set. So. Um, it's the first one of the set, which is the Back Home Wheels. Grand. Okay, well, keep listening in. If you've got any questions for Rachel about her music and about playing the class, about anything really, you can fire them in, studio at freshair.org.uk. I like, I like it when people interact with the show, so keep those emails coming in. We've already a few, and we'll be coming to those in a bit. But studio at freshair.org.uk, keep your emails coming in. We'll be having a good chat with Rachel in a, just a second, but... First of all, I have to do the sort of tell us about your music type question because there's yes. a good chance that a lot of the fresh folk uh, listenerage are maybe not that familiar with Clark Sachs and maybe not uh, that familiar mm-hmm. with the kind of music that you play. So tell us a bit about your kind of musical background about the Clark itself. Cool. Well, the Clark is basically the Gaelic word for a small heart and it's what it is. It's like a kind of small harp about half the size of what the kind of size that you would see of the ones in the, or- in the orchestras and um, kind of if you think of an Irish harp it's kind of like that and I first learned to play it. I was born and brought up in the village of Fallopo in northwest Highlands about, f- about four and a half hours away from here I think and um, kind of started learning when I was ten years old and there was lots of music in the village, really great musicians around, Kayleys and concerts all going on so kind of got my inspiration from there and grew up with the music up there and then moved down to Edinburgh for a few years and went to school um, at James Gillespie's just across in the meadows <laughs> um, and then went on to study music in Glasgow and kind of carried on doing the folky thing but uh, there was lots of other musicians studying beside me who were like jazz musicians, classical musicians, rock musicians so kind of got involved with working on quite a lot of them so yes. Yeah, so Excellent, so did you, do you think that kind of the, the variety of different musicians that you sort of um, socialise with 
at uh, the RSMD, do you think that has an influence on your own music? Because there is, oh, uh, totally. as you say, it's quite a melting pot of people, that place. Yeah, well, it was Strathclyde, actually, that I studied at, and our degree course was course. All, <laughs> all different styles. And, yeah, it was. Like, we were kind of, would be set kind of group work tasks, and, you know, it would be me and then, like, a bass player and an operatic singer and maybe like a jazz sax- saxophone player all kind of placed together and you had to make music together and it kind of rubs off on you what they do and then even just from practicing rehearsing in a practice room next door to where there's maybe a funk band playing you know you don't necessarily set out to play their music but kind of does feed in the rhythms that they use do kind of feed into your own kind of stuff and your own playing so mm. yeah so um it was clarsa clarsa of course is what you play yeah the, the wee harp was that something that you were taught at school or was it something you kind of had to learn independently i learned through the face movement the face movement is the uh, gallic uh, tuition kind of festivals that go on mainly in the northwest highlands of scotland and face ross is one of the biggest ones and it took place in Ullapool. so when i was 10 years old i was sent along to that by my my mother and started playing harp there for the week and then after that week mum said well would you like to get lessons so got weekly lessons we had to travel for about an hour and hour and 15 minutes to get to the lessons every saturday morning so it was quite a big commitment in the early stages but and later on they came to the village so and that, i think that's interesting because it's uh, there's a lot of musicians kind of about sort of early 20s I would say yeah. now who've come through things like Face Ross and mm-hmm. come through things like the Youth Gathering and Tinto Summer School yeah. as well and I think it's interesting how that's developing people's playing in a way that it probably wouldn't be developed at school yeah. which I think is an intriguing thing definitely because a lot of it was kind of you know you're learning but it's also the social aspect of the kind of traditional music and that was kind of thrived upon at the Face Movement you know when you're when you're learning an instrument at school you're still within the education system you're still at school you know you have to go in in your uniform or whatever and you know there's rules to be kept to but at, at the face it was kind of a big element on socialize socializing and fun and things as well so yeah uh, and uh, a, fr- a very good friend of mine fiona delgetti has just yes. taken over face ross which she i was delighted has. to hear about well i've known fiona for years i remember her she was about three years older than me at, at face I'll ross and i have right. memories right. of her playing the fiddle and things like that when we were teenagers and it's it's fantastic she's taken over the job and I, I can't wait to kind of work with her i teach now for face ross every now and then too so she's great uh, she's a good crack and uh, as i say i was delighted to see her get that and yeah. uh, so that's a good one because I've worked with Fiona many times through the youth gathering as well so uh, good good one there okay well let's play another track off the album then we'll maybe have a little chat about uh, yep. making the album itself we're going to play the title track of the album which is The Lucky Smile now yes. do you want to tell us a little bit about where the title actually came from um, well it's I wrote this tune a few years ago and it's just kind of the name The Lucky Smile I've kind of often be told that I have a bit of a lucky smile if I kind of smile I tend to get my way so that's what I called this tune a week of a wee cheeky title Excellent. Okay, well, we'll be having more chat with Rachel in just a second. So, Rachel, do you want to tell us a little bit about making the album? Because this is your this is your first album, isn't it? Uh, no, well, it's my second album with the trio. Ah. <laughs> um, I had a debut album out, Complex. which was mainly solo, which I kind of brought out, I think it was in 96. So, But this one, I was lucky enough to receive Scottish Arts Council funding, which kind of gave me the chance to work with the producer as well, and just not so much take my time on it, but actually not it just meant I didn't have to cut corners and really cut costs you know I could spend the money and make it really good so um, Angus Lyon was a producer a fantastic box player and kind of all round musician uh, from Bigger in Lanarkshire and so he came in to produce it and there's myself and then 
the guys from my trio, it's a guy called Paul Chasey who plays guitar and Andy Sharkey who plays double bass and they're kind of two jazz musicians from Glasgow that I knew already. Paul um, were, uh, was a year below me in university so they've been great to work with actually for it and stuff. So. Excellent. So how do you find the sort of contrast between planning your music for a gig as mm-hmm. opposed to planning it for a CD? How do you how do you kind of, what, what, what differences do you kind of find there that you have to... Um, well, the CD stuff, because we were working with a producer, normally, like, if you're kind of arranging sets for, you know, for a gig, there's just the musicians working, but we had our sets that we were planning for the album, and some of them were kind of complete sets, others were sets which we knew we wanted someone else's opinion on, so we would take our sets to Angus, and we had a week of rehearsals, and he kind of, would kind of sit down and kind of say, yeah, that's good, maybe, what about you know you do this instead do this chord instead and it's just having his role was kind of like a another voice to kind of give another, another opinion because you can kind of get set in your ways sometimes when you're doing music with musicians that you know so well and it was great to have that kind of fresh opinion so excellent yeah. and talking of gigs you yes. have to what what gigs are coming up for the next well how why well because i know there's a good one next week because oh, yes. i'm going to be there Orkney Folk Festival hey. starting on Thursday. Um, I know you're going up on the Friday. We're going up on the Friday with a, a bus full of folk soccer, so it's going to be very exciting. Well, we're heading up on the Thursday on the one o'clock ferry. Myself and Paul and Andy with the trio, and we've got four gigs. I think uh, starting with the Hope concert on Thursday night, which is sold out, and then on Friday night we're doing an island trip to Stronsea, which looks beautiful. It's like bright blue sea and sandy golden sandy beaches and then festival club on Saturday which is sold out and then Sunday final concert which is sold out so yep. we can't wait it's going to be a great audience I think so. it'll be a great festival as well and and beyond that what's coming up? Uh, well I've got quite a lot of European heart festivals this yeah. summer I'm starting off with one in Germany that I'm going to teach and play at um, I can't quite remember the dates but it's in June so if you happen to be in Germany and want to come and learn the harp you can look at my website and then me and Paul are heading over to the Barcelona Harp Festival which I think is on the 20th of June which we're really excited about because it's Spain and it's going to be warm and there's going to be lots of great harp players um, there doing some gigs so we're hoping to catch them and then another harp festival in Brittany in France in July which should be good, which I'm teaching at. I'm playing at a special concert. I'm doing some dual stuff with a Brighton harp player called Tristan Legovic, who lives in Glasgow just now, actually, and we're going to do a concert together there. And then, I think, rounding off June-July, Yinkrinyat Festival over in Isle of Man, which is going to be a good one, a kind of Celtic music festival over there. I've got lots of friends there, so it should be a laugh. Excellent. So, so there's, there's lots to do. Yeah, lots, lots of travelling, lots exciting. of airwiles. Yeah, you'll get you'll get to see plenty of stuff. Yep. And uh, in terms of recording, future plans, or is it too, too early to think um, about that yet? Well, probably be another year before we start thinking of doing another album. This one, I think we're still going to try and promote it. We're going to hopefully be touring quite a bit in 2010 and things like that so looking forward to getting on the road with the boys again for them so excellent stuff well Rachel thank you very much for coming and speaking to Fresh Folk it's been it's been great to have you in today thank you and we're going to finish off with uh, another track from your album and this one's got a great title Tsunami Jack which I totally love the title so tell us a bit about that well I wrote this tune after my late Uncle Jack Um, my Uncle Jack he was such a character Uh, my father's side of the family are all from Glasgow and my Uncle Jack lived in an area called Govan Hill and he used to always kind of get invited along to family do's and 
we always were told he's deaf in one ear, so you had to make sure that you spoke to the, you know, I think it was the left ear that you had to speak in, and you had to speak really loud as well. And it wasn't until actually till his eulogy at his funeral that I learned that this was because um, during one of the wars he was serving in Japan, and he was injured in a tsunami, hmm. and that's how he ended up being deaf. So I was like fantastic reason you know being hit by a tsunami what an experience so I named the tune after him Tsunami Jack excellent stuff well thank you again for coming in Rachel it's been great to have no you on no bother thanks uh-